0: Hey, where's your outlet? So I could plug you in on this week's episode of Smiley Said It. Welcome back, you guys. So what we're going to be talking about today is pretty much mental health and also accountability. And it's about that time that we, you know, talk about is it us or is it the world? Let's find out. Stay tuned. Here we go. all right welcome back for another episode and um yeah today i'm feeling a little bit sore (laughs) but i feel good because i tried hot yoga oh my goodness oh it was good it was amazing it was probably the most challenging thing that i've done besides mountaineering (laughs) um but it was Amazing. I felt great afterwards. And I think I'm gonna go back and um make this a, a routine because I loved challenging myself. Like it's amazing what the body can do, pretty much. <laughs> I'll I'll put it that way. And it just felt like I was seeing stars and I felt lightheaded, but I kept going and the feeling afterwards, knowing that I really like did it. Is what makes me want to go back and keep doing it and um, seeing how far I can push my body, you know. But if you guys tried hot yoga, let me know what you think about it. And um, if you have any points or advice, please hit me up. And my um, DM is on my Instagram page. So let's get into uh, today's episode. We're going to talk about mental health, accountability, relationships, where you are in life, and why you're there still, possibly, and um, different ways of looking at the world and also, looking at yourself, you know, I, I think uh, before the new year come in, I wanted to talk about this because it is important. You know, we're going to dive into therapy, collective uplift, uh, as opposed to individual uplift, and um, how honest are you with yourself. So we're going to talk about more, but I just want to introduce you know, the main topics for today's episode. So um, let's start with accountability. What is accountability exactly? Being accountable and being willing to accept, you know, your responsibility for your own actions and actually being able to step back and self-identify your part, right? So we all have a part when we find ourselves, you know, in arguments or I would say looking at what we have contributed to a situation that was not. Particularly great, and also being able to look at why we are where we are today. And it's so easy to like blame others. It's easy to blame society. It's easy to blame the white man, Uncle Sam. It's easy to blame everything around us besides, you know, ourselves. And it's so easy to do that because deflection for protection is a a natural thing for a lot of us, right? And we find ourselves wondering why hasn't anything changed in our lives where we feel like, you know what, I've tried my best and I just can't get to where I need to be. There's always something going on and I don't know, I just lost myself, (laughs) right? Um, The moment you do that, you already realize, you know what, I'm comfortable with where I am. Because if you don't take accountability for yourself and what you've done to be where you are today and what you could have done better, you're gonna always blame everything else around you besides yourself. Let me give you guys some examples that I've learned in, re- in life and in how I was able to learn how to take accountability for myself. So traveling, let's, you know, let's go there, right? So I've had people ask me, How are you able to just, you know, get up and go or how are you able to just travel and how are you able to just, you know, live your life in regards of visiting a new country every month or two months or may have you budgeting to how do you find out the perfect place to go? How are you able to solo travel? How are you able to be a woman and feel comfortable to just go anywhere alone? Um, whether it's concerts or restaurants or traveling. And my answer is always the same. Literally. Like, I always answer and I say, Well, that's because I want to do it. Right? I mean, we have to learn how to actually manifest our words into reality. We can't be like, oh yeah, I want to one day do this or I'm working on it. No, 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 no. If you wanted to do it, you would have done it. So you got to get to the bottom line of what's stopping you from doing what you want to do, right? Take accountability for yourself and why you still haven't gone to Italy after you've been, after you've been saying it for like, you know, two years. <laughs> that, there's a problem there, right? If, if, if you're able to manifest everything else, right? Take care of everything else that's important to you. Why can't you just go to Italy? For two years you've been saying it you've been talking about it yeah yeah a year goes by another six months go by another six months go by and you're like okay why am I not in Italy right now so when I ask people I'm like you know what well why aren't you traveling what's stopping you and I get in response I get a, uh, well I don't have anyone to travel with Or all my friends keep canceling. They'll say that they're going to go and then they don't go. And, you know, I just put it in the back burner until they're able to go again. And that time never comes. Or I haven't found a babysitter. Or I work a nine to five job. Or they don't give me many days off. Or, you know, just anything that you can think of. I've heard different you know, reasons, but I'm not saying that these reasons aren't valid. But what I'm saying is, when are you going to be like, okay, this trip is enough for me to get a new job where my schedule is more flexible, um, save up for a babysitter, or pay someone that you trust to watch your kids or bring your kids with you and factor in a budget for your child to come with you. Um, forget your friends. Okay. Because the thing about us as humans is like, we get so excited about an idea, but we tend to rely on different outsources that will make those ideas come to life, which is relying on people and well, relying on other human beings. And you can't live life that way. You cannot be like, oh, I'm going to put my dreams and goals on hold for a person, whether it's a relationship, you know, someone you're in a relationship with or a friend or a relative. You know, you can't be like, okay, well, my friend said that, you know, their job didn't let them take those days off that we planned on going to Italy. So what I'm going to do instead is go alone because I want to go to Italy, right? The so the plan wasn't necessarily that. Oh, if my friend doesn't go, then I no longer can live my life. And I my I'm I'm attached to my friend's schedule. Why are you attached to your friend's work schedule and not yours? If you if you have the days off to take that trip, why aren't you going? Right? If you want to see Italy and your friend can't go, this is your life, right? This is your opportunity. And you and you and you just let it go because of someone else. No. Right. Well, who knows the next time you're going to have the chance to go to Italy, whether you have the money or not, it's all about timing. And it's all about being comfortable being alone. Let's go there. Are you comfortable with being alone? If you can answer that a yes or no, you then have at least the root of the problem, as opposed to being like, oh, well, I'm just skipping around the idea that, you know, my friend said they were going to go and I'm mad at them. Don't be mad at your friend. Things happen. What about you? What about you? Just like the Capital One commercial, what's in your wallet, right? What is in it? And if, and if you don't have that much to travel, hey, do Uber for like a few weeks, you know, or something, Instacart or, you know, uh, Lyft or <laughs> Grubhub. DoorDash, there's so many different things you can postmates. There's so many different things that you can do as a side job to contribute to your savings account or you know, for traveling or anything, really. I mean, honestly, now we have options. And no, nobody wants to do that, right? But if you really want to go to Italy, you'll be like, hey, I gotta do what I gotta do, right? And I have to get an order. And that is that unless you have a disability where you may need someone to travel with you to, you know, be your aid, or uh, you have anxiety, really strong, bad anxiety, you know, talk to a physician, talk to your therapist and get to the bottom of that if you can. I mean, there's different, I can see that there are different things that can prevent people from traveling, of course, but if you can help it, then help it. That's all. Then, then help it. And um, being accountable in that regards of traveling is all about understanding that you only live for yourself and you can only see the world if you actually travel the world. Is that simple. You're not going to be able to see the world from your house or your apartment. right? You're just going to be like, oh, I, I, I want to go, but that's as far as it's going to get. But what are you doing about it? What are you doing about it? You don't need a travel agent. There's plenty of websites now, but compared to like five to 10 years ago, there are like travel blogs, there's travel pages, there's all different types of communities and groups of people that can give you guidance and tips on how to budget on YouTube and all types of things where you don't have to do too much work anymore. (laughs) You know, like you can simply Google. And I'm gonna just say this. Hey, you don't have to stay in a luxury hotel to have a great time. Hostels.com, get familiar if you if you aren't, right? You could pay between $8 to $25 a night for a room. Yeah, you're gonna share it with other people that travel, but at least you got a place to lay your head and shower. You're gonna be out most of the time anyways. Traveling doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to look like the people that are on Instagram, including you know parts of my life as well, um it can be according to your taste and your budget. You can customize traveling, believe it or not. So, get out there, see the world. There's nothing stopping you besides yourself and excuses, okay? So, um accountability, even when it comes to relationships and dating, right? <laughs> this is interesting because um even after my ex of four years, um, I had to take accountability for the fact that I was in a relationship way longer than I should have been. Even if he did what he did, you know, I don't need to go into details, but he's the one that ended it by ghosting me and literally just throwing the relationship, the relationship away. Um, but the, the problem was I knew that Something was wrong two years in before it got to the four-year mark where we, you know, went our separate ways. But at the same time, in that moment, I'm like, oh my God, he's a piece of shit. Oh my God, he did did this, he did that. But what did I do to allow him to do that, right? The, The saying goes, you know, people will treat you how you allow them to, as long as you allow them to. You can't sit back complaining about how someone is doing you wrong, but yet you're still entertaining them. But yet you're still texting them. Yet you're still responding to them. Yet you haven't blocked them. Yet you're talking about them as if they run your life. To your girlfriends, to your man, to your to your boys, to, you know, what are you doing still talking to someone that doesn't respect you or your boundaries? Why are you, that's on you at that point. That person is going to be trash. They're, they know that they're being trash. But of course, they're going to keep entertaining you because you're allowing it, right? I can't get over him. Oh, but I love him. Oh, but I love her. Oh, but she, but he, but she, but whatever. (laughs) Nothing excuses that, but you making excuses for it, right? You can't allow people to just cheat, lie, be deceitful, disrespectful, um, abusive, and then being like, oh, okay, well, what am I doing to get the help for it? If you can't let go of toxicity, you are participating in it even if you're the victim, here, here we, here we go. Are you, are you seeing a therapist? What are you doing to get out of that situation besides complaining? And then years will go by that. That's what it was like for me. I'm like, we ain't going out to restaurants as much anymore and all types of things. I'm not I'm not getting to know his son as much as I should. This this many these many years into the relationship, what is happening? Why am I still here? I'm young. I'm in my early to mid 20s. I don't get it. What the hell is going on? Oh, but maybe things will change. Maybe he'll get better. You know, maybe he'll get that job that he's always said he wanted. I mean, I want marriage. He says he want marriage. He wants marriage. Why are we married three, or four years later? At least with uh, an engagement ring or the idea of it, what's happening? You got to take a step back and realize, you know what? This is not normal. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. This is not what my boundaries looked like in regards of protecting it. So what is my participation in this, right? What is... What is my accountability for allowing someone to mistreat me? And why am I still here? Hmm? Why am I still allowing this to keep going and going and going? Even if people around me are telling me, um, you gotta you gotta move on. And why am I making excuses every time people that love me and care for me are trying to tap me on the shoulder and being like, no, 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 you deserve better. You really do, because I know you. I know. I know what you're capable of giving. I know who you are. I know you're a great person. Why are you allowing this person to treat you the way that they're treating you? We can go back as far as pathology, mommy daddy issues, you know abandonment issues, separation anxiety. We can keep going down the list in regards of why do we stay in toxic relationships and not take accountability for why we stayed in them. You know, I remember somebody was engaged for four years, right? And I was like. They're not marrying you. <laughs> that, that's a hard pill to swallow because it's like, what, what do you mean they're not going to marry me? Well, the purpose of an engagement ring is to, you know, be like, okay, we moved to the next step and now we're planning for the wedding. It doesn't take four years to plan for a wedding, let alone go into the courthouse. That person, is just, you know, they put a ring on your finger to pacify you because you were that giddy to get to the next step in the relationship rather than getting to the finish line. You darned Skippy and darn right that he's not going to get that wedding going after the second year that you've literally banked him and then give him a quote unquote ultimatum. That, that right there is where the accountability has failed, is when you then have to be like, should I give them an ultimatum? No, the ultimatum was already picked and chosen, it, it, it just wasn't said. The ultimatum was I'm going to be here regardless of the, the BS that you're feeding me and all the, 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 the lies and everything else. There is no such thing as an ultimatum. Why do you need an ultimatum when the person has already shown you for years that, you know, hey, why do I need to do anything different? I'm contempt. You're contempt. What's the point? What's the point of getting married if we're comfortable and we already accepted the fact that you like your ring that nice ring on your finger, even though it doesn't mean anything in regards of legality? It's just a ring. it's the idea that you fell in love with, not the actual purpose because that purpose would have taken you down taking you down the the aisle. it would have made you sign those papers to make it real, and it's not you like the fallacy you like the idea of it. you like to play house. But you don't know what it takes to run it, right? You don't you don't sign up at the gym, right? For you know a, a basic trainer, and then all of a sudden they're throwing you into Pilates and and hot yoga, and you're like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. I'm uh-uh, I'm not ready for that. I'm gonna turn right the heck back around, and we can reschedule, right? You you made that choice to be like, okay, this is not for me. You were able to vocalize it because you knew how far your body will take you. You're not ready for it. Why can't you do that in relationships? Why can't we? Including myself, I know. I've just, I have just said it. But I was able to take accountability. That way I don't make the same mistakes again. See, we go through relationships over and over again and make the same mistakes. And we don't understand why we keep falling into the same trap of picking the wrong person, man or woman. We don't take time to learn about ourselves. You know, people that are serial daters, people that have this idea that, you know, there's no time to waste, of course not, you know, especially for women. Once we hit about 30, 33, we're like, okay, yeah, all right, what, what's going on? But even after that or before that age gap, it's kind of like, you know, what are you doing to put yourself out there for someone that is perfect for you? Maybe it's you. you. <laughs> Maybe it's you. Maybe... You know, you're not surrounded by the right type of people in, in, in certain types of settings. You're you're at the clubs over there. You're not gonna find Mr. Prince Charming at a strip club. Maybe even at the gym, you're not really gonna find them. It depends, right? But we have to take a step back, literally, like step outside of our bodies and our minds for a second, and, and really think why am I still in this position? Make a list. See a therapist. How about that? Right? Actually take criticism and don't be on the fence of defending yourself because yourself has led you to be where you are now. So what are you defending? You have nothing to defend. So actually listen to someone else and be like, oh, oh girl or boy, child, please it's you. Accountability. Being able to accept your part. You know, I've always thought that people that don't like to take accountability really believe that they're perfect. And they believe that, you know, it's everybody else and it's just my situation. (laughs) And I just can't. I just can't. I don't understand. I do everything right. I'm such a freaking narcissist that there's no way it was my fault. No way. You know, I run the world and my, my point of view of the world is perfect and is always correct. How dare you try to make me take accountability for my own life? How? How? <laughs> like, you, you see how crazy that sounds? You know, there is no, but, you know, I, I think, or my experience or my anecdotal experience is just on point to a point where like, it's just a fact. I think, but, well, hmm, maybe. You know, take that out of your vocabulary whenever it comes to you and taking accountability. You cannot keep saying, I understand, but that diminishes everything. The moment you say, but after you say you understood, just say, yeah, I understand. Period. That's it. And then you can move on to the next topic and give your input. But the moment you say, yeah, I get it, but it's different for me, or I have a different situation that's very, listen, there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. You want to know why? Because somebody else has been through what you have been through and made it out. So why are you still stagnant? Why are you still in the same position that you are in when there was someone else that had the exact same situation as you or worse and have made it through? What aren't you doing? What tools aren't you using to better yourself? You only have one life. I know that sounds so freaking cliche, but the faster you're able to recognize, you know what, accountability is a must in life. Being able to apologize with ease and make no excuse about it is a part of life. And understanding that everyone is not you. Everyone is not going to be like you. Everyone's not going to agree with you. Everyone has their own process, you know, and I feel like the more we exist and go through life, years and years, decades of life, and, and, and realize that the world is constantly changing. It's constantly moving, no matter what, no matter who dies and no matter no matter who survives, life will continue. With or without you? So what are you going to do to be the best version of yourself? What are you going to do to put in the work to attract the best people in your world? Hmm. What are you going to do about it? It's not easy. Nobody said it was. I don't think there has been not one person that was like, yeah, life is so grand and easy. Unless you are obviously in the top 5% or 1% of the world where you ain't gotta do shit, but just be, you know, be because you know generational wealth is just there but for the majority of the people in the world you have to not just manifest because manifest is not really technically the work you have to actually do it right if you want to lose weight why are you still eating out if you want to find you know the perfect job career why are you still taking jobs at McDonald's and, and even if you are still taking a job at McDonald's, why aren't you, Why when you're off, go home and actually start planning your business. You could do both at the same time as you you know save up to put funds towards your business. You can do both. Why are you making it seem like, oh, well I work at McDonald's so there's no way I can own my own business one day. No, you can. How about you work at McDonald's, keep getting as many hours as you can, flipping them burgers, working a drive-through, whatever and put money towards your savings account every week or biweekly, depending on how you get paid. You see, even if you are at the lowest point in your life, you can still get out of it. That's the beauty of life. You don't have to stay there, right? You don't, you don't have to stay at the bottom. Mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, you don't have to stay there. Start talking to people, get to know people. Find out, you know, what are other people doing that I'm not? Is it me? Yeah, it is. It's it's always going to be us because we're the only people that we have to look in the mirror. We're the only people that we have to face in the mirror every day we get up. If we're lucky to get up every morning. You're here, you're listening. So I'm assuming you're alive, right? So actually feel alive and do something about it. I've always wanted to experience uh, New York Fashion Week, right? And I said, you know what? Let me see what I can do to get into New York Fashion Week. How can you get into a New York Fashion Week show, right? How can you sit beside sip the most top, You know, people in the industry and watch a Marc Jacobs show without having to be famous or a socialite. (laughs) So Craigslist, people sell tickets to shows all the time. They can be a little bit pricey, $150 for like a ticket or two tickets, you know, um, last minute. But at the same time, I'm going to purchase that $150 ticket to get in the show and build my portfolio that would grant me more money in the end. Right with more work because of the opportunity. No different than doing, you know, an internship and not getting paid. The point is to build connections which will lead you to better opportunities, right? Uh or if you're a photographer, yeah, you have a camera around your neck and you have like a, a typical press pass that looks, you know, regular or similar to what the press pass looks for. That particular show you want to get into, a lot of times you could just slide right on in. I've snuck into so many shows because I had a nice camera. That's it. (laughs) And I had a press pass already. So it was easy to just slide right in and flash it and keep it moving with the crowd. Don't make eye contact, keep it moving because you feel, you should feel like, oh, I'm part of the crowd. So if you know you're part of a crowd, even if it's like, you know, the right way, you're not going to give, you're not going to do extra because you're like, I, I'm a part of the crowd. I don't need to do too much, right? It's it, it's whatever. You have to carry yourself the same way if you're sneaking to like a New York Fashion Week show and you'll get through. That's it. I was able to see so many different types of shows and build my portfolio that way by having professional photos and my portfolio from New York Fashion Week and get other jobs. That's how it works. You don't have to do the typical thing That you know, is being told to you. People lie on their resumes all the time and they still get the jobs. If you want to be morally correct, that's awesome. But if you want to step outside the box and think for yourself and how you're going to prosper, that's great too. This country is about finessing. You got to finance yourself, right? You got to do what it takes to get to where you need to be. And that's okay because it's hard. So it's okay to take shortcuts as long as you don't As long as you don't short yourself, you know, long as you don't short yourself, you'll be fine. But that wraps up, you know, for accountability. And uh, I hope that moving forward after self-checking yourself, that way nobody else can check you, that you'll get further than you believe that, you know, you can achieve. I mean, are you single because you don't need someone? Or that you just can't get the person you believe that you deserve? Which one is it? That is where you can face accountability. If you are a single. Man or woman. Right? What are you giving out into the universe that someone is like, oh, I don't even want to entertain you. Or are you putting yourself in a market where you fit in where the right people will be attracted to you? Are you upselling yourself? Should you lower your standards? Should you... I actually feel like, you know what, I don't deserve that type of person because I'm not that person and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, what are you doing? If you really want a relationship, what are you doing to get it besides existing, besides just having a vagina or a big penis or having a a nice thick wallet or not having a a wallet at all? What are you doing to create the, the, the person that you feel you deserve? Because our existence is not enough, right? And talking about what I'm working on or I'm going to work on is not the same as having it in that moment. So work on yourself, mental health, physical health, all right, and prosperity in regards of your spirituality. What are you doing to be the best version of yourself every single day? No matter how long it takes, what are you doing to get there? You can't give up. You can't be like, oh, well, two years, I might be the best version of myself. That's too long. So I might as well just stay where I'm at and just be miserable and just be like, oh, whatever, and complain about everybody else's happiness around me and be envious and just be miserable to the point of feeling like I don't deserve to be here. That is how you become, you know, what I like to say, a slug in the mud. You're not going anywhere. You're gonna die that way. Who wants to die in the mud? Right? I'd rather die on a nice plain field of green grass with the wind blowing in my face, not in a damn dirty mug. I don't wanna be buried in the mud. So what are you gonna do about it? Hmm? All right, (laughs) moving along you guys. Next up, I have a question. So we're going to talk about it. Uh, let's see. Has social media made us delusional and diluted with reality's standards? Let me ask that again. Has social media made us delusional and diluted with reality's standards? That can be in regards of work, relationships, you know, your own self-identity, your own existence, all that has social media do a number on us and the millennials and the generation, uh, Zs and, uh, et cetera. Like I, I, I've noticed that it has. So that's my opinion. And I'm going to talk about my opinion. My opinion is that social media has influenced a lot of people's, uh, reality as being a fallacy, um, in regards of image in regards of what, a person can afford and can't afford and living beyond your means. Um, Because as we all know, we don't post anything on social media that we don't want others to see. And it's all based upon our standards. There's no excuse around it, right? Like you can't post something on your Instagram page and then being like, but that's not me. When someone actually like digs into it and being like, oh, but I'm not like that, but this is what you're portraying. This is what you put into the universe. This is what you're literally expecting for other people to view you as. There's nothing about it. And again, that even goes back to accountability where you're like, okay, well, for an example, my Instagram page is mostly about my travels and my lifestyle, right? There's not one video of me twerking on my Instagram page. Why? Because I don't have to. I don't have to. This is not me doubting people that do. I follow people I have friends, and I follow people that twerk all through their Instagram page, expose their vagina prints and everything else, bending forward and backwards and you name it. But that doesn't mean that just because I can respect them on their page doesn't mean that I have to implicate it in order to be the same. So what what I mean by that is, I don't want people to know me as that girl that twerks on her Instagram page that exposes herself outside of what she's comfortable with. Because I set a standard that this is what my page is about and this is what my page isn't about. People can do whatever they want. We're all adults, I hope. That's listening to this podcast and that that has an Instagram page. Um but uh if I want to be Looked at as you know, someone that can be a role model for like a 17 year old or you know, even a 16 year old because my page is not really inappropriate at all. So, I want my page to be accessible to all different groups and uh, demographics. So, I can't post myself, you know, exposing my boobs in a manner that gives off a sexual um, implication that this is a page you're um on and this is what you should expect more so of uh not even just budgeting and traveling but just you know my experiences as a solo traveler and um I don't have that many pictures I think I have less than like 500 pictures on my Instagram page and I like to keep it minimum that way people don't feel like they're just scrolling for like hours when they're going through my page but nevertheless. Uh, If you're look for instance, if you're a man and all you do is post, you know, your penis prints, or, you know, you working out all the time, or you're always in a suit and you're always talking about finances, people are gonna go to your page based upon what you put, right? If you're a woman and all you do is post provocative, you know, sexual innuendos and things of that nature. That is what people are going to go to your page for and only, right? And you can't be mad that you get crazy DMs of people talking out of the mouth about, so how much are you worth? Or. Can I can I fly you out for a one night stand or can I do this? You have to understand that what you put out is what you're going to receive on social media. You know exactly, particularly that's that is just what it is. I mean, I don't know what else people are thinking that you know you're not gonna find you know uh, a certain type of person that, for instance, um someone else has like you're not going to find your husband or your wife if you're doing things that's not really in the circle of what someone is, you know, practicing uh to find the perfect wife or husband for themselves. You can't be provocative unless you're trying to tr- attract someone that is only caring about that provocative point of view. You're not going to attract someone if you're all about business and seriousness. If you're looking for someone that's about fun and sexual innuendos and one night stands, right? It's, it's it's opposite. You can look at it both ways, right? If you're someone that's a professional and all you wanna do is hook up and find one night stands and stuff, why do you expect for you know someone that's not into that, that just wants fun to be with someone that's only about seriousness and business, right? And if you are a sex worker, why are you you expecting for someone who doesn't respect sex workers to be with you? It doesn't make sense. You want someone that respects sex workers and that appreciates who you are and what you do for a living, right? So why get mad at those that don't? You should ignore them. You can only focus on what. The the type of energy that you give out, only the people that receive it. You can't focus on those that don't receive it and then moan about it and complain about it, because everyone has their own preference and they're right and entitled to it. But why do you put energy into something or someone that doesn't benefit you in the end? No matter what you do, no matter what type of person you are, right? That's no diss. That's no shade. That's nothing. It's just what it is. What are you doing to gravitate? you know the perfect energy for those that you see yourself being with or having around you you know clean your clean your social media if you if you change your mind and you want to start over clean your page you have that right you have the right to start over you have the right to delete photos and take new photos of if you're into fitness hey you can delete all your photos that you know, doesn't have anything to do, do with fitness, and you can make yourself a fitness page. You can do anything you want. The world is yours. The world is your oyster. Why are you not being the pearl? Let's talk about it. In regards to being a Black American, okay, uh, I've seen a shift in how Black women have gone from modesty to tragedy. (laughs) Just based off of social media alone. um, The influence of what black women should get and deserve has been misconstrued to, you know, selling yourself short pretty much for the the weakest link in the bunch uh, in regards to black men or any man of that matter. And from being incompetent to not having great listening skills, lack of comprehension skills, whether it's reading or not. Uh, Not wanting the ability to have a conversation when you have a disagreement without using the word bitch. Having an understanding that every other woman besides yourself can be different and is allowed to be different. And selling ourselves short because of what, you know, our favorite female rap artist is doing or female uh, favorite female R&B artist, et cetera, is doing. And whatever they say goes and whatever they say we deserve, we should strive for and disregard and put what our needs and what we can get on the back burner and being like, okay, well, hey, this artist said I deserve this and get the bag and get fluid out and do this and do that. So I'm going to just Toss out everything my mom, my grandmother has said or my female friends or my mentorship has said and go with the flow because that's what's gaining popularity and I wanna get out of the situation I'm in and I'm gonna put myself in a different group of womanhood that is not comfortable for myself and what I know and I'm going to just go with the flow and I realize I wake up every day and I'm not manifesting what these other girls are doing because that's not me. Let me tell y'all something. I'm from Boston, born and raised in the hood of Mattapan, Dorchester, and Rosendale. And where I'm from, you know, growing up, you didn't see black women with fake butts. You didn't see them with implants. You've rarely seen them with any type of, you know, facial arrangement is what I call it these days because it's sad. It really is. You know, I'm not trying to put, you know... Uh, shame tactics on black women being this perfect group of women that can't feel insecurities and change something about themselves to make themselves feel better, as opposed to making society feel better. I'm not talking to those group of women that changes themselves for the sake of other people. I meant to change themselves for the sake of themselves. You know, um, If you don't like something about yourself, you want to change it, by all means, go for it. Don't do it for the wrong reasons. I've always said that about plastic surgery. Don't change yourself for social media and the acceptance of society and what society, you know, believes to be perfect because no one can be perfect. There's always, you're always going to be ugly to somebody, no matter what your size is, no matter what your height is, no matter what your age is, no matter what your race is or ethnicity or your income, you're always going to be unattractive to somebody else. So we have to learn how to accept that. And we have to be okay with it. A lot of us aren't okay with not being perfect. That's, that's another form of dysmorphia. I call it life dysmorphia. Because if you don't create the image that is popular or that uh, people are drawn to, you feel like you lost out on something, or you feel like you're not worthy, or you feel like I'm just me. And my parents, you know, created me to just be boring and not worthy because I like something that isn't so much recognizable in the mainstream media. That is false. Stop lying to yourself to drag yourself down in order to feel like you have a reason to. There is no reason to drag yourself down. There is none. As long as you can be the best version of yourself, nobody can check you. Nobody, nobody. Nobody can hold standards above your limit and your being that doesn't even remotely close uh, assimilate to who you are as an individual on this earth and what your purpose is, what your purpose is is literally what's going to drive you all the way at the end of the finish line when you leave this earth. Like who you are and what your purpose of of serving um society is is going to be recognizable about. Like you cannot for the life of yourself try to be someone that you just simply are not. I know I've been there. I've limited myself to being like, "Oh my god, I want to be this person." Or I want to be that person constantly changing, you know, not so much of a personality disorder, but more so of like, wow, who am I and what do I want? And life will bring you on that journey by default of, of figuring out who you are and what you like and what you don't like and who you don't want to be. And unfortunately, our you know, things coming away like our childhood trauma, uh abuse and uh rape sexual assault um financial disparity uh economically being at the bottom cap being bottom casted uh lack of generational wealth all different things factor into who we are and why we're molded the way we are but we do have to understand that we can take accountability for certain aspects of our lives to make it easier to make it more comfortable, to make it not seem so much that life is just against me and I want to end it, you know, AKA suicide or attempt suicide, um, or self harm, uh, beating on yourself every day and not being able to be like, you know what? I, I woke up today. I don't feel good, but that's okay. That's Okay. I woke up today, I'm lazy. I don't wanna do the accomplishments that I, I thought I would be able to do from last night when I was writing down my list of how I'm gonna bring in the new years and what I'm gonna do. Oh my God, I started off late. Oh my God, I didn't eat that salad uh, that I planned on making. I, instead I grabbed a cheeseburger from you know a, a fast food joint. It's still okay, you can still get to your destination. <laughs> Okay, you can still lose the the last 5 pounds that you've been trying to get off. You can still get there. Stop limiting yourself to time when time has nothing but time. You get what I'm saying? Time is not time it, it will move. Right? Time will always move. So, we have to get out of that mindset that oh my god, this day that I promised myself that I would do this, the next the next day will come for sure. So, why are you stressing yourself out? And now I want to actually go into settling. And let's talk about settling in life, you know, and also settling with yourself and others, et cetera. So um, settling isn't when you want better, but it's when you can't get better. Settling to me is when you can do better and has been shown that you can actually do better because in past tense, you have shown yourself that you could. And then all of a sudden you freeze up and you're like, oh my God, I don't, I, there's no way I can do better right now. But you have though, find your muscle, find it and use it, right? Because settling is to me for those who have already lost and given up. And those people find themselves stuck and they don't have any muscle memory, right? To to know how to operate and get back up again because they just slacked for too long. And they find themselves being like, oh, well, I mean, even for people that are not the happiest people on earth, right? people that frown, people that don't say hello back when you greet them in passing, whether it's in a supermarket, in the hallways of your apartment building, any of that nature, when people just are miserable, right? They settled. They settled that I don't have to greet people because I'm so used to it. I don't have to hold the door for people because, well, I'm used to just letting it slide back behind me and I don't don't have to do anything. That is not a place that anyone should be at in life because that shows that you're not just giving up on society, but you're giving up on yourself and what else purpose do you have to live? Settling to me is just simply like, not just lazy. When you have the opportunities and chances to even change it and you're like, I still don't care. And you still refuse like therapy and, you know, any form of mental stimulation. Uh, Whether you have a life coach or getting, you know, into the gym or anything that's physical where it can actually stimulate your brain cells, you literally became incompetent to live for yourself. And then we have the nerve to pretty much, I would say, be picky or choosy, right? And you're not settling for somebody you are suitable for, or you're not settling for what is meant for you. Even if in your mindset, you believe that, hey, I've done this much and I, I believe I deserve these type of results. Well, listen, what's meant for you is meant for you and you don't have the right to tell yourself the timing of your life, um, your life path and to determine who's going to be in it, why they should be in it, what type of job you should have, what, where, when you should have that job. Everything typically goes into chronological order of your life set. And when I mean your life set, that means it's all based upon your upbringing, if you put the work in to change, if you are driven enough to customize your lifestyle and your mental health around everything that was based upon nature and nurture that has shaped you to be where you are today what can you contribute to be who you want to be and where you want to go outside of you know uh the old network and y'all have fixed my life or Instagram gurus or YouTube whatever like all that is outside noise in the end because you still have yourself to face you you still have to wake up every day and deal with your your actual vessel which is your body your mind and your spirit, like that is all on you. We don't necessarily have to have a new year in order to meet our goals and start, you know? I mean, we only got two more days until New Year's, right? Um, But you can start today. You can start tonight, you can start tomorrow. You could have started two weeks ago, right? But it's great to have that, you know, beginning of the year, the first day of the year is a great start, and it's also easy to mark when you started your progression and whatever you want to do, but um don't ever put a time limit or a holiday or you know anything that doesn't change right your your progression and where you want to go and meet and how you want to meet your goals. so I challenge you to do something that is very uncomfortable. Something that you've never done before, um actually commit to doing something that you've always wanted to do, but you just never done it because you just put it off for whatever reason, but you have to train yourself to literally push through something that is uncomfortable, and that only comes with understanding and that will result in change, right, so for me. I've learned how to take accountability. I've learned how to listen and not talk over people because in my head, I'm like, I already know what they're going to say. So let me just cut to it and cut them off and address it. No, whether that's true or not, I should still wait because it's respectful to let someone finish their sentence and I shouldn't just jump on them. Um, but yes, so that, and also understanding my purpose in regards to a woman, so for me, you know I'm turning twenty nine in january thirty first and I'm seeing you know friends and family members and other people getting pregnant, getting married, and things like that, and I've had people question me like, "Oh, do you want kids or do you want to have kids? Do you want to get married and it's very weird that like the moment a woman comes closer to the age of 30, she's like bombarded with all these expectations of what a womanhood should look like and what a womanhood, you know, should be like for someone in my age group that's on the 30, you know, year old line to 35. Because as we know, you know, after the age of 35, high risk pregnancy comes into place and they're like, oh, you're not married you know, whatever, you don't have a boyfriend. So I'm assuming that, you know, it's going to take you about two or three years to get there. So you should hurry up, hurry up. And it's very just weird because it's like, so you're just going to skip over and ignore everything that I've accomplished up to this point And understanding that I didn't have the best upbringing in regards to, you know, living in a two parent household from the ages that I was, you know, from birth up until the age of 18, being sent off to college, not having to worry about you know, student loans and, you know, having a mother that's clean off of drugs and not being abused in foster care and all these other things that have shaped me to be where I'm at today. And why can't we congratulate each other and ourselves as being where we are today and how far we've come instead of being so hard on ourselves and actually trying to be like, oh, well, I could do better. I could do more, 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 more. We are in the generation of wanting more. We are in the generation of I deserve more. So I should get it immediately. I want the results today. I want it now. Everything is about now, 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 but it's never about understanding why we can't just enjoy embrace our actual trial and error, right? What happened to actually enjoying the results, right? Because you can't enjoy the results if you didn't trust the process or actually appreciate the process one step at a time. So that comes with practicing, right? Same thing with communication and understanding that comes with practice. Unfortunately, we are in the age of, you know, social media. So we don't really, a lot of us don't really know how to communicate. That is a skill, believe it or not. Listening and comprehending is an actual skill that takes practice and all this texting and not picking up the phone. I don't talk on the phone and you're a grown adult saying that I I prefer to text. How can you have a conversation, a civil conversation through text messaging? I never understood that. Even when I was like 18 years old, I prefer the phone, you know, over texting because you can misread, you know, uh, the tone is different when you're texting, you can misunderstand somebody. And if you want to talk, you can get a conversation knocked out within five minutes rather than, you know, an hour of just dragging things. And I want to, it's a personal connection. So if you're someone that prefers to text, get off of that actually, you know, bring back human interaction or actually talking on the phone, you know, in the the age of ghosting has skyrocketed because people feel like I don't got to call you. I ain't got to see you. I could just text you. You know, it is what it is or just ignore you. Right. That's not cool. So it's best to start building your character in that area of being like okay I'm going to I'm going to do better communications we all can work on our communication skills I don't think anyone has perfect communication skills but we there are people that like myself that have gone from you know being where I was talking over people and feeling like I don't have to explain myself because it is what it is attitude to now being like wow my apologies I didn't I didn't think of it that way wow you're right I, I misread you, I actually take accountability, right? I have no problems apologizing. I have no problems saying, hey, you know what? You're right, I misunderstood. People can't, it's hard to get that out of people these days, like people don't even wanna say, I misunderstood, even though we both know that you did. And then the argument continues and it keeps going because nobody wants to save face or, or seem like I'm wrong. There is nothing wrong with being wrong. I'm just putting that out there in the universe. If you are wrong or, you know, you you should have done better or you should know better, take accountability for that. There is no one's going to be like, oh, my God, you're a horrible person because you made a mistake. No, just say, hey, I'm sorry, my apologies. And get to an actual resolution, you know, that will benefit you in the end as an individual before you leave this earth. Stop looking at the potential of people, you know. If they're not there yet, like we can't keep forcing people to be who we believe that they can be, even if they have the, you know, the the energy and the and the drive to be that person we believe them, them to be. Because what happens is even if you put this in relationships, right? Um people you'll hear people saying, Oh, I dated them because I thought I could change them, or I dated them be- or I married them because I thought she would, you know, fall in line with what I thought I knew was best for her. Man, you ain't her daddy. (laughs) That was her dad's job. And if her dad wasn't there to do that, then she's going to have to learn her own. But you, you as a man can't be like, oh, well, I'm the daddy. You know, and be like, oh, I got, I choose. I I make the calls around here regardless of what type of woman you're going to be. That's not the type of woman she was when you met her. So, you know, either work with her journey, or move you, go your own way and be with the woman that you choose to be with that fits you. But all this law, even, you know, for women too, I thought I could change him, you know? I thought I would be the one. I thought I was different from the other woman that he was with. No one is different in that regards to changes somebody. You're the same woman that, or the last woman that thought she could convince that man, which is why she's not with him. And you are now, you think you're going to do the same thing. It's going to end up being the cycle, right? So meet people where they are or don't meet them at all. That's just how it is. <laughs> that, that is the most basic way I can put it, you know? So um, yeah, like be realistic about your standards. If you got to lower them to meet your expectations of where you are in life right now, then lower them until you're able to make sure, until you're able to be in a place that is great for you and then you can raise them higher because you already met your goal. You've already stressed out you know, all your resources to be where you are today. That's how you level up. You don't level up based upon where you're at, at your lowest, and then shoot to the stars and then that's how it goes and you skip all the progress and the work in between. That's not, that's not progression. Stop looking at other people's you know, lane and focus on yours, right? If I'm on the highway and you're on a bike path, we're not going to catch up with each other. We're not going to be at the same speed. So put your training wheels on, ride the bike, get comfortable with it, you know, get a feel for the wind blowing in your face, have a good way of steering, you know, learn how to press the brakes and accelerate and use your muscles, etc. And then you can get in the car and drive down the freeway with me. But other than that, you, you're, you are where you are. And I'm at where I'm at, no matter what the situation is about. Like that is just life. And we got to get comfortable with that. We really have to get comfortable. And I'll even go as far as saying that diluting people with falsehood creates a bubble from reality. And when reality hits, people are mean or are just simply not understanding. You know, like, is it accountability or is it policing? Because to me, I don't, nobody likes to be policed. Especially me, y'all know I don't like to be tone policed. <laughs> so I like to call it that people like to allow others that they care about or, you know, like, whether it's a celebrity or not, to just do whatever the hell they want and not hold them accountable. And then you'll have people like, Oh, we can't police other people, we can't police how people do things or do that. It's like true. But that's where cancel culture has been misunderstood in regards to is it canceling or is it just simply holding someone accountable, right, for their actions? And if we don't allow people to be accountable, which is crazy because people don't even know what accountability means. And they going back to earlier um in the segment here is that like accountability is such a it's like dying. I'll I'll put it that way. Accountability is dying out and and accountability is a very important word and is very needed in remaining structured in our lives honestly and that's why people end up dying alone and miserable and not understanding in their minds i did everything right i was no you really did it because you didn't know how to take accountability for your actions and what you contributed to the type of life that you have and that alone will Make people spend their wills and be so confused. Like, why this person got that? I tried and I don't have that. Well, hey, you gotta sacrifice something in order to gain something, right? That's in life. For me, hey, I I have to take accountability for where I'm at in life, right? That's that's it, and I can't blame anybody for that <laughs> besides myself. Who else, who else can I blame? Right? Nobody. Nobody wants to hear my boohoo sad story. And then I make that as an excuse to be where I'm at right now in life and not at my fullest potential. That that just doesn't work. So um I'm just gonna end that there. And uh you guys will hear back from me after New Year's, Eve, and New Year's Day. Um, I just want y'all to just, you know, start thinking about who are you and what do you want and And can you actually take accountability for yourself and where you are in life right now, right? So if you can admit things and don't make excuses for it, you got my round of applause over here. That's a step and you'll see the progression after that. So um, yeah, I hope you guys have an amazing time and a safe time bringing in the new year of 2021. Be safe out here. Eat well for me. I'll check you guys out in probably the next week or so. And uh, peace, love, and happiness. God bless you guys. Bye.